Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen! Hello and welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeFritis. And Tom Marks is very excited. Dude, I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to have you here. We're also <laughs> here with Matt dancing? Kim. Hello. Yeah, I'm always happy to be here. And Brian Altano. Hi, everyone. It's very good to be here. <laughs> and if anyone was not happy to be here, they can get the hell out. Goodbye. But luckily, <laughs> yeah, this is a happy to be here kind of place. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope going. so. We're here to talk about Nintendo. Specifically, today we're going to be telling you about 
the best games on the Switch you probably haven't played because, you know, it's kind of the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going on holiday soon. There aren't really any more games coming out. There are a couple of couple of games that you might be interested in here, here, here and there, and there yeah. but no really big games that will be taking up a ton of your time. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to talk about a little bit of news and mm-hmm. games we're playing in a ton of question block. So, hey, guys. I'm into it. Also, oh. I wanted to ask, how was everyone's Thanksgiving? It was nice. really good. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was really good. I was in Canada playing board games pretty much nonstop. Nice. It was it was great. Yeah. I did that thing where I got a large pumpkin pie and had a little bit of it multiple times a day for five days <laughs> straight until I got rid of what was left out of shame and guilt. Oh, no. <laughs> I usually do that with my grandma's rum cake. Mm. Didn't have grandma's rum cake this time. Mm. I didn't go home. What about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was restful. Had a Friendsgiving since... Uh, my family never really celebrated Thanksgiving growing up, so it was nice. Uh, it was good, and uh, other people do Thanksgiving better than my family. Oh, what? It was really nice. <laughs> oh. We also did a Friendsgiving, and it was a fun time with lots of food and D&D. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a good Thanksgiving. So let's go. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So these, this is a list. So let me just start it off now. This list is way too long to actually go in depth with every game. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to try and keep it a little bit short. I'm also going to make it longer as we go. (laughs) I I figured. I I thought there are a lot of games and a lot of good games. Yeah, there are actually, there are almost 3,000 games on Switch right now. Oh my goodness. Um, I think another 3,000 probably launched this week Mm. and will next week. That's right, yeah. It seems every single week you turn on Switch, Switch. you go to the eShop and there's like a billion more squares to purchase. And I do. I buy a lot of them. <laughs> you bought all 3,000 of them? No, because you, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I would, right? Uh, I, if if uh, if SD cards were cheaper, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they have... I like that that's the limitation. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have like a terabyte S- mini SD card? Yeah. For, yeah, it was on sale for like 200 bucks or something? Yeah, we're like a Black Friday or two away yes. from that being something where I buy... I'm totally into it. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Right now it's the same. It's like the same price as a Switch Lite, which is like uh, you might as well just get another console for yeah, your just, other half. <laughs> of the library, right? That's right. Uh, so yeah, I guess like this is this is going to be a tough one to break down because this is this is some of our personal favorite games that aren't really ones that like are super well known. Maybe you've heard of some of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've played a lot of them. Uh, but I think for like. For the average person, it's really odd. I take public transportation a lot, and I I see people with switches, and it's very often I see them hit the home button, mm-hmm. and there's just like Mario and Zelda, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I really wish more people knew that there were more games on the system besides those two. There which are, are two so many good games, games on the yeah. system, including I'll start it off with a uh, so Disgaea one, four, and five complete editions are all on the Nintendo Switch, and I actually haven't played all of the Disgaea games, but mm-hmm. I am a fan. But I did ask Damon from Game Scoop, who has played all of the Disgaea games and is a very big fan, which game you should get if you are interested, and he suggested Disgaea five because with each new one it doesn't really follow a story except for disgaea one and d2 which isn't on the switch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they do add more and more mechanics if you liked fire emblem and like tactical strategy rpgs and want something even more nitty-gritty a little bit more grindy and just deeper mechanically disgaea might do it for you Mm. it's also quite anime (laughs) yeah aren't those games like long even by jrpg standards yeah so you can finish the story in 40 Mm. to 50 hours but you probably won't wow yeah, it's 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 the kind of game that people are still playing Disgaea one because they want to min max and get maximum stats on all of their characters. Mm-hmm. And that's just how many things there are to do in those games. Yeah, that's not for me, but <laughs> it is for some people. 
Did you? I'll, I'll throw one in right here, yeah. real quick. Blossom Tales. I've mentioned this game before. It's super good. If you love Zelda, if you liked Link's Awakening, if you love Link to the Past, this is basically like a love letter to Link to the Past. It's super cheap, top-down pixel art Zelda game with dungeons and uh, like an overworld, really charming characters and everything like that. It's really beautiful and it plays super well on Switch. So check out Blossom Tales. Blossom Tales is a fun one. Yeah, I haven't played it. I also don't. I don't even know what that is, but <gasps> sounds good. Sorry. You do now. Yeah. Well, here's, here's I, this is a tangent, but I do want to ask you. You were real hot on Blossom Tales when it first came out on yeah. Switch. Not, And now that we live in a world where Link's Awakening is also on Switch, has your and thoughts... And Link to the Past. Yeah, have your thoughts on Blossom Tales shifted at all? Because I know it's a game that kind of doesn't hide its inspiration. Yeah, no, I, I think we can never get enough... Uh, like good 2D Zelda and 2D Zelda knockoffs. Mm. Like I think that's something the world needs more of. And knockoff used lovingly. Then. Yes. Because it's not like again, Blossom Tales is very clearly just trying to do that with its own twist. It's yeah. Got its own thing. It is unabashedly paying tribute to like one of the greatest Zelda games of all time, yeah. or several of the greatest Zelda games of all time. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, I'll I'll throw one in that I think Pear has mentioned on here. Pear and I I think both have talked about this before, but Dandy Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what is it? The The Legend of Brave Yamada, I think, is the full title. Yeah, yeah. Dandy Dungeon is a mobile game that came to Switch, and it is so weird and great. It is so silly. It's a dungeon crawler, sort of, but the, the thing is you're actually playing as a game programmer who's making his own game, and as he adds things to the game... The game you're playing within it expands and changes. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to check this one out. It's pretty cheap. Uh, it eventually gets a little bit grindy because mm. it was designed initially for mobile, but there's no microtransactions in the Switch version or anything like that. Um, but I was not expecting to have as much fun as I did with it, and it is, it's a really weird, cool little game that'll waste a lot of your time if you get into mm-hmm. it. I mean, is it really wasting if you're enjoying your time? Well, that's that's fair. Right. Yeah, Dandy well Dungeon's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I'm just looking at the list here, and I have one that's already on here, so I'm taking it from someone. Take that's it. okay. Sorry, but it's uh, VA11 Hall A, or Valhalla. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I've actually not played it on the Switch yet, but I did get the Vita version from Limited Run, and oh I imagine they'll play the same, because yeah. they're on yeah. portable consoles, and it's like a pixelated PC game at first, so it's not like graphically intensive or anything like that, so I can't imagine it'll look any different, but mm-hmm. it's a really cool uh, noirish cyberpunk uh, anime-ass game <laughs> on the Switch. Yeah, you <laughs> play a bartender and you make you cocktails. Play, yeah, exactly. Stuff, right? Yeah, it's a bartending sim, but you know, and then you meet colorful robots and Think about the future and feel sad and stuff. Because VA <laughs> because VA dash eleven hall dash A is kind of a pain to type in the yeah. eShop. Valhalla. Just yeah. Oh. Just type in Cyberpunk. Yeah. And then this game will pop up and probably eleven other games mm-hmm. with Cyberpunk. <laughs> that is probably. a good tip though. Cyberpunk yeah. anime bartender, I think, is the optimal Google search for yeah. the game. <laughs> and then you'll find it. Yeah. This was a game that people had been talking about for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. then when it came out, I feel like it it didn't it wasn't received poorly. It just no. sort of fell off the radar pretty quick, it, which I was surprised of. It really feels like a game that should have come out on the Switch before the PC, but mm. uh, it came out on the PC first. So, you know, stuff like that happens. But it feels like a really good mobile game. Honestly, if it was like on iOS or Android, it would have been a good fit for that too. Mm. I feel like there are certain indie games that hit Switch within like a three or four day window mm. that's, that we're not playing like a AAA Nintendo first party thing. Yeah. And they have like all this time to shine and they get like amazing sales. And there's other ones that like launch the same week as like something kind of big and just get buried. And really there's not always a ton of rhyme or reason to that. Well, and that's, and that's part of, I think why this is a a good exercise because I'm sure people 
listening are already like, okay, there's four more games that you can just throw in the pile, right. and, like the backlog. But what what's really I think useful about this is as we go into the holidays, if you find yourself with eShop credits or anything like that, this is, these are essentially just games that, like Brian said, kind of got buried by circumstance mm-hmm. in a lot of mm-hmm. cases or came out on other platforms first and are are really just now looking back when we have a little free time, maybe have a little extra pocket cash looking for something to, to sate your hunger uh, are, are worth looking back on. Yeah. It's also a lot of the Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales are still sort yes. of uh, happening. So. Yeah. Still cooking. Yeah, this is something. Um, they had a really good um, Christmas sales last year, and yeah. I picked up like um, Undertale and mm-hmm. Night in the Woods and Just Dance, and I really enjoyed all of those games. <laughs> I know Just Dance isn't like a small indie game, but it's not like the first thing I get right. as soon as it comes out. You know, right, right. I really enjoyed them. I mean, uh, Nintendo's digital sale just this past week was really good. It uh, was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And all I did bought was the Fire Emblem DLC because I wanted to pet the cats. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's a good reason. <laughs> and I was like, if I don't get it now, I'll miss out on petting so many cats. Mm-hmm. I just have to do it. And I did. And that's what I bought. And it wasn't even on sale. But, <laughs> but then why'd you bring up the sale? It was- <laughs> because I was tempted by all of the other things on sale to buy instead of and, the Fire Emblem DLC. And then you DLC. ignored it all for the full price DLC. Yeah, because yeah. I right. wanted to go. I wanted to go in a sauna with Claude and pet cats. I mean, come on. Like, Who doesn't? You can't, yeah, no, you can't beat fair. that. Yeah. I'm, trying that to stuff. Think, I'm trying to think the real world analog of this situation. And like, if there was like a Macy's, mm-hmm. right? And it was like 20% off everything in the store. And I walked into the store and then there were cute kittens in the corner. Yeah. I would probably ignore the sale and just go play with the kittens too. Okay. So okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I follow. Yeah. Also, I think that would be like a health hazard. Yeah. Why does this Macy's have live cats? It's like fine. just strays? They're doing like an adoption thing. You can't just yeah, set up an adoption sometimes. cardboard right. box in the corner of a big box department store. I, I don't know. I'm suspicious of how much you're questioning cute cats, man. People go in there and they buy expensive clothes. There's just like cats <laughs> everywhere. It's, come on, man. I wouldn't. I would appreciate sleeping on jackets things. and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Sleep on the suit. We're trying to try, we're trying to buy we're a very suit mad at this a fictional Macy's. Yeah. Is what we're saying. <laughs> Forget it. I mean, I'm that. not. I welcome. I welcome the cats into my expensive clothing. <laughs> but Those shoes smell like cat food. It's just like a lot going on, man. I mean. So not about cats, but about <laughs> wolves. Uh, a Okami HD. What a segue! I <laughs> love it. That was yeah. good. Yeah. That was um, nice. Yeah. Well, in Okami HD, you play a wolf, which is actually a god named Amaterasu, and it. First, what? Nothing. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> what did I? A wolf. That's actually a god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not wrong. But it's a good pitch. She yeah. can't talk. She still talks in all wolf wolf speak. Wolf but speak. All wolf, wolf speak. speak. <laughs> but I learned. I learned recently that Okami was is a, a pun a japanese pun because okami is god mm. in japanese but okami is wolf oh i i didn't know until pear like told me he was listening to us talk about like oh why is it called okami it's so weird right. and he's like it's a pun, it's a good pun. <laughs> uh, nice one in other words we're idiots uh and if anybody but, is wondering okami is still a game worth going back to mm-hmm. like if you missed it it is it especially the hd version just holds up it yeah, is on the it Switch, is still a very fun game the motion controls with the joy con is amazing and then you can mm. also use the touch screen because a whole big mechanic in okami is that you are using a celestial brush to solve puzzles mm-hmm. so you have to like draw things on the screen to make them happen either in bottle either in battle like fast pace mm-hmm. or to solve puzzles and it's beautiful you like zelda games you'll probably like okami yeah, yeah this this is like a love letter to vintage 3d zelda games yeah. mm-hmm. i love the wii motion control version yeah. of it which is why i never felt the need to play a console version of it because like you miss out on the brush yep. stroke uh, mechanic but it's cool i didn't know that it worked with the switch motion controls 
Fun fact, the original cover of the Wii version of Okami used uh, IGN art, and it had the IGN logo on it for well, a very that, long time. Technically, it was their art. That they, we put a logo on that yeah. they yeah. Wii watermarked and they took back, yeah. That's so funny. They basically mm-hmm. just Googled yeah. their yeah. own art. There's like a... I mean, I do that all the time. There's, <laughs> there's kind of a weird history of uh, Capcom games having like weird mm-hmm. flubs and box art typos and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But it's fine. We love all Capcom games. Right? Like Monster Hunter. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's another game you guys think people should play? Uh, I could say... I'll, I'll jump on Thumper. Yep. Thumper! Thumper's a good one. Uh, Thumper is a sort of like horror-tinged rhythm game starring... A, not starring, but featuring mm-hmm. a beetle flying uh, incredibly fast down like a hell highway full of demons. Yeah. And it's really twitchy. And uh, I played this game on consoles. I played this game in VR. And then I played it again on Switch. And I really love, love it on Switch. because so with like good headphones and like having the screen two inches from your face, holding the Switch up to your face like that. Um, it's really, really terrifying. And yeah. it's also just like very twitchy and really quick. And there's... It's so gut reactionary that if you you miss a turn or something and the metal shell gets ripped off your beetle and then you miss it again you explode uh it it feels really effing awesome to play this game yeah i've actually never played it really yeah very good oh man it's on my switch i should let you borrow it the soundtrack's really good and it's also wasn't it a vr game first yeah. 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 It was, I don't think first. Oh, wait. Yeah. Actually, I think it was. It became a VR I, I think it became a VR game post launch. Mm. Uh, but also, uh, you said horror, and it's not wrong that it's frightening, but also, like, if you're not a fan of horror games, don't be scared away by this one, right? Yeah. It's not horror in the traditional sense, like something like Resi or Outlast yeah. or something like that. It's described as a rhythm violence game. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's not a bad description. It is more rhythm game than horror or yeah. fright. Yeah. It has an intense aesthetic, but it's not like designed to like scare you with jump scares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does I, have creeping terrors. Mm. <laughs> I want to call out uh, for all the people who are going to be sitting around uh, with their families potentially want looking for some couch co-op games, uh, Towerfall and Invisigun Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Mostly Towerfall between these two. If you have to play, I love Towerfall. Towerfall came to it's from the developers of Celeste, uh, and or it's the game that came before, and they ported it to Switch with all of its DLC, with an added two characters, which are Madeline and Battleline from C- Celeste, mm-hmm. uh, and then. For the first time ever, a six-player mode and widescreen levels, because the game is originally four by three. So this is the first time ever that the game that Towerfall has had official widescreen support, mm. uh, and it looks great. It runs great. It is uh, even even before Celeste came out, even before I fell more in love with this developer, Towerfall was probably one of one of, if not my favorite, local like couch co-op party game. That it is just so excellent and essentially anyone can play it because it's two buttons and a joystick or a d-pad that's it uh yeah towerfall is absolutely one you should be looking at and honestly i think it's one of those games where i'm like just if you have humans to play with you should be you should own towerfall is it is better than tricky towers yes Ooh. I would also say it's just different. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're very different. Like, games. my friends would prefer to play Towerfall. My, like, dad and stepbrothers and sisters would probably prefer Tricky Tower. Mm. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Towerfall was an Ouya launch exclusive? It what? Was. Yeah. Towerfall was exclusive to the Ouya. Uh, it was supposedly the, the Ouya's app. best-selling yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and... 
then Arguably it's thankfully game. survived yeah. Yeah. by coming to uh, PlayStation 4. And then it went from PlayStation 4 to PC. They made the Dark World expansion. Mm. And then eventually this year it came to Switch with all of that wrapped into one just called Towerfall, where it was called Towerfall Ascension elsewhere. Cool. There's your little Towerfall history yeah. lesson. Uh, there's some, uh, okay, how about I'll go off script a little bit. Go uh, for it. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh my gosh, yes. Another Switch game that is ironically very similar to Thumper in mm-hmm. mechanics. It's also a rhythm sort of rail grindy game where you switch between lanes and then make sure you hit all the notes. And Except instead of rhythm violence, it's more of a, a magical girl anime aesthetic with a, a pop soundtrack, yeah. uh, which is phenomenal. So if you're interested in like what Thumper has to offer music-wise and mechanically, but are not into its violent and electronic themes, then consider signing our Wild Hearts. Yeah, I think that's a good shout-out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what do I want to shout-out now? Mm? Oh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. I'm going to steal yours. Yeah, no, that's good. (laughs) Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 came out earlier this year, and I never played the first one. I really, really love this one. Mm -hmm. I put in about five hours in one sitting, and it just captured me. And you like, don't need to have played the first. No, you don't. It doesn't matter. It took about it took maybe like 2 or 3 hours to get past all of the like tutorial. It's like really wordy in the very beginning, but yeah, once it really you get, is. Yeah, but once you get into building your first kind of like camp, I want to call it or first stronghold, I just I was all in. It's yeah. really fun. It opens up a lot after this sort of like this like um, like pi- pirate ship, like yeah. tutorial thing yeah. where you're talking to everyone and doing everything and like you learn everything pretty quickly and then they just like let you go and it's like this kind of open worldy mm-hmm. Minecrafty RPG game. Yeah. Well, this, uh, is, this is the thing about it. The, the aesthetics, especially cause it, it is blocky and you do do blocky building. It can trick a lot of people. And this is why I, I, I put it on the list cause I think it gets overlooked because you look at it and you go, oh, that's just Dragon Quest Minecraft. And that's like not That's what I thought what too, it and it's not right. that at all. It is properly a, a Dragon Quest yeah. JRPG it, that just happens to use crafting and building in this mm-hmm. blocky aesthetic instead of this whole huge, you know, higher fidelity thing like 11 or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, you still upgrade and fight bosses and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. So level up. Yeah, also one thing I wanted to point out that I was slightly disappointed by, um, I got it thinking it was a co-op game Mm. and it is not yeah so you can't play through the actual campaign with another person you can only you can have a world and build it with another person if they also have a copy of the game Mm. so that is the that is the co-op portion of that uh this one launched recently and it's totally slept on probably because they launched it without any fanfare uh but the stretchers Oh yeah! Did you guys play that? Right. Oh. Uh, super I fun. Played it yet. Really fun co-op game. Uh, I think me and Max Scoville are going to put up a let's play this week that we shot a few weeks ago. It's been award season here, so we've been kind of swamped, yeah. but it's really funny. Uh, you play basically two ambulance EMT driver people that can drive around their car almost like the Simpsons hit and run just all over town and you go to different missions and you pop out of your car and you grab your stretchers and then you grab uh, not corpses (laughs) but um, people who aren't doing great (laughs) and you work together to help them uh, get to where they need to go also you put out fires and solve environmental puzzles and stuff like that so it's it's got a little bit of Death Stranding in it and a little bit of Overcooked so Love first it. party Nintendo game, yeah. the stretchers. Yeah, just sort of quietly stealth launched in the busiest part of the year. <laughs> but here it is, it's Whatever. there. I think Go the first time I heard about it was on an ad on Facebook. Yeah. 
Yeah, I the think, day it came out. Yeah, I think it was similar. Sort of people were like, "Oh, here's a thing," and then everybody was freaking out because, like, "Oh, this is a first party Nintendo game," and people were like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's wild. But honestly, it, it's sort of weird. I'd I'd rather Nintendo just do weird things like that and kind of feel okay to just release a random yeah. game than them not doing that at all. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I like I like how Nintendo saw Overcooked and was like, mm, "How about that?" But with medical emergencies. <laughs> Overcooked is a genre now. Yeah, it, it's it's so weird to say that, but there's actually yeah, another, one of the games that came out this week that I was I was going to mention later called Tools Up is mm-hmm. is also basically just. Overcooked, but you're renovating a house, right? And there's or another an one. Yeah, there's another one called Moving Out that's basically oh, yeah. overcooked, but you're it's it's and for those of you who haven't played Overcooked, the idea is kind of cutesy, cartoony, quick rounds, co-op game, top down, all very weird physics based, mm-hmm. where you all just have to work together to do a task as quickly as possible and then get to the next level. There's, is it? Oh, sorry. Also, nonstop uh, arguing. Yes, yeah. that too. There's a there's a Mario Party game. That's basically overcooked. If you've ever played the Mario Party game, where you have to make burgers with your teammates. Like yeah. that is what overcooked is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I never put that together. Yeah, I thought they were based on those Diner Dash mobile games, isn't that? You know, where you oh, yeah. build burgers piece by piece and then mm-hmm. deliver it to customers. Is sort of the inspiration I saw from Overcooked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're not add, wrong. But then add co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, add yeah. co-op and physics, and physics is essentially yeah. what they did. And then people were like, "Oh, we can just make this for any household activity." Yeah. Any occupation mm-hmm. <laughs> guys there's so many games on this list where there's no way we're gonna get through all of mm-hmm. it um <laughs> i man how many more should we do let's do let's do one more round one more okay round. okay wait oh. matt didn't get the last one okay yeah. no, i just did send our wild heart oh okay never mind, never mind. No, no 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 that was two. that was two okay i gave three you gave three well, okay. Uh, oh, no. Someone go. Skip me. Okay. Skip me. <laughs> um, I want to shout this one out. I'm pretty sure uh, Logan Plant, our NBC production assistant, added this one. It's uh, The Tourist. This game just released last month, and it went really unnoticed. It's a quirky exploration puzzle game. You tour about eight different paradise islands, completing tasks for villagers and exploring ancient monuments with Breath of the Wild-esque technology. There's a fast RMX slash F-Zero inspired arcade game inside. Short run time took about six and a half hours to 100%. It's really charming. So I've been eyeing that game. Mm-hmm. and I had no idea it launched already. I could have sworn it was like coming soon, and I was like, oh, I'm really excited to play that. I had no idea that game already came out. Thanks, Logan. <laughs> wow, yeah, thank you, Logan. Um, yeah, that one looks really cool. It's like a voxely hero man in a sort of Hawaiian shirt going oh, on adventures. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was part of like a indie showcase at some point, mm-hmm. and I always track those things and, and pay attention to when they come out, and I didn't for this one because I'm bad at my no. job sometimes. There's there's a lot going on right now, Brian. Yes. I think we all can understand. Uh, I have a weird one. Uh, Skyforge Reloaded. Okay. It is, a, or Skyforce Reloaded, I'm sorry. It's a top-down shmup um, where uh, there are RPG elements and your little ship gets stronger and stronger and better and better and you get better and better at sub-weapons. Uh, it really sort of... Um, is kind of bullet helly, but also kind of nudges and inspires you to go through multiple playthroughs of each level mm-hmm. and get awesome at them. There are like little soldiers or like civilians to save as like submissions, stuff like that. And there's a lot of sort of like meta missions of like, oh, like do this without getting shot or do this without shooting or anything like that. Um, and I really, really dig it. I sunk like 20 hours into this game just like, I don't know why. It's the kind of thing you can have, like, some dumb TV show on in the background and just marathon through it and, and grind. Um, so, yeah, Skyforce Reloaded if you're looking for a top-down shooter. Okay. I'll bet. I'll bet for uh, Inside, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, which a good is one. a Play Dead uh, side-scrolling platformer, puzzle platformer, I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, it's if you played Limbo, same verve, same vibe. You know, uh, dark, ominous, vaguely Nordic feeling, uh, <laughs> where you kind of where you play as a young child who has to. I think you try to break into a factory this time mm-hmm. instead of escaping from anything. But anyways, it gets twisted and dark and does a lot of creepy monsters. And if you die, it's horrific. Yeah, has one of my favorite endings of the generation. I know too. it was uh, it was nominated for Game of the Year that year. Yep. Did it mm-hmm. win? No. I don't know. I wasn't actually here for that. I'm no, just... but Ryan Ryan McCaffrey gave it a ten. Yeah. 10 out of 10. yeah. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, aesthetically, I like it better than Limbo, uh, but it plays pretty much the same as Limbo. I think there was a there was like a double pack on Switch of mm-hmm. both of them. I don't know if that applies to digital, but look well, if you haven't it. played Limbo, get both. It's great. yeah, yeah. Fun. Should I just go down this list and name off these games? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do I'll do one more kind of specific shout out. There were a lot of games that I wanted to list that, and we could still name them just because they're really good. But maybe one of the more unsung ones, and that is a pun. Is Wander Song. Wander Song is a game that is a side scrolling adventure game where you play basically a bard who sings and you use the right stick to sing, and the direction you point is a different color and a different note, and you can just sort of sing along as you go. It's very cute. Um, It came and went, unfortunately. Not not a lot of, I mean, it, it was very well received, and it's a lovely, lovely game. It just sort of quickly quickly disappeared from the conversation which made me uh which was unfortunate because it's very very pretty um one of the things i really appreciate about it is that there's no combat in it Mm -hmm. the game opens where you are running towards some monster with a sword and as soon as you swing the sword and hit them uh your sword breaks and then instead you sing at them (laughs) and it's like the, the intro of the game literally teaches you right off the bat this isn't a fighting game. Mm-hmm. You're not going to solve things by fighting. This is a singing game. And it teaches you it in this very horrible. hands-on way without words, right? Like, it doesn't say that to you. Uh, and it's just a very cute little adventure game with a very, very clever singing mechanic. Uh, and and it's, if if people liked, I'm trying to think of other games like it that, that people would dig, but all of them are also indie and you wouldn't know. So check out Wandersong. Now, here's a quick list of all the games we wanted to talk about, but don't really have the time. But <laughs> I do say something that one of you are very passionate about it. Please interrupt me and tell us about it. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. If That's an amazing played, game. You should play it immediately. Yeah, if you, really, if really you haven't played that game, play it. If one of the best Metroidvanias on Switch, which is saying lots, there's a lot of them there. Yeah, 100%. I feel yeah. like this is going to happen now. <laughs> but, uh, Katamori. That, to be fair, that was a very Brian and Tom game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Katamori Damacy Reroll. AI Somnium Files. It's a kind of it's new i'm sorry yeah okay. oh no i'm gonna interrupt myself no 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 yeah no i got you it's written by the 999 guy yeah uh and so if you like his work of like twisty cerebral visual novels i think this is the same vein it's been mm-hmm. on my list for months yeah, mm-hmm. i think i think that there's a demo out for it i know there is one on the ps4 i'm not sure if the demo is available on the switch mm-hmm. but yeah. i know it's out there ai the somnium files is also one that our own mitchell saltzman yes. will pitch to the ends of the earth he's oh, yeah. a huge fan of this game uh, mm-hmm. based on its pedigree like despite it's like anime aesthetic it's going to be very smart very like touch on like heavy philosophical themes stuff like that i imagine just based on who wrote it mm-hmm. yeah but uh if you like those kind of games this is it check it out uh, the binding of isaac afterbirth plus binding of isaac stays one of the best roguelikes ever made it just f- flat out top down procedurally generated roguelike zelda starring an aborted baby fetus 
Wow. I mean, One, wonderful. You, that's accurate, but uh, it looks that's it's what a, it is. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's based off a myth. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's pulling Wait, from right. mythology. He was born. Never mind. We won't get into that. Either way, this game was banned from Nintendo consoles for a very long time until now. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Play the game that's too hot for the Nintendo <laughs> DS. <laughs> Katana Zero. Um, Great It one. actually just got a hard Kicks mode ass. added a few months ago oh, as wow. well. Mm-hmm. Golf Story. Um, I don't Gol- know how Golf-based to... RPG game. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this. V-V-V-V-V-V. Yes. I think you did it, yeah. That's right. It's, six, right. it's six capital Vs, yeah. and it's a lovely gravity-based puzzle platformer. Uh and here now we're on to Tom's random too long list. Yeah. Wilmot's Warehouse, uh, yeah. Dandy Dungeon. We already talked about that. Yeah. Gato Roboto. Oh, I love Gato Roboto. It's a really good game. Gato Roboto's yeah. very cute. Metroidvania. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, you play as a cat that goes into a robot, as oh. implied by the title. And also, you can uh, get GBA cartridges that give you different palettes to play the game in because it's a two color game. There's only two <laughs> colors in the whole game, mm. but the value is still there. I promise. <laughs> uh, Rain World. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1 or 4. Yeah, one, 1 and 4 are the only ones on, yeah. and you don't have to play one to have played the other. Uh, if you are a fan of Fire Emblem and want more turn-based strategy, yeah. JRPG love, play either or both of these games. They're both phenomenal. Valkyria Chronicles 1 is still one of my probably top 10 games ever. Mm. Pikuniku. Pikuniku is lovely. Cute game. Warframe. Warframe's free and great and really intimidating, so don't feel bad if you don't oh, play it. It's but so it's great. intimidating, you guys. <laughs> it's, a lot. it's a lot to take in. Um, Hand of Fate 2, which is something I've been wanting to play. It's like mm-hmm. Jack, it's like has like cards, but also action adventure RPG kind yeah, of stuff. It's kind of like a board game where you do build a deck of cards of like encounters and then also a deck of card of equipment that you can find from those encounters. Mm-hmm. And you walk around little boards and it's it's got a campaign like a like story in it. Uh, but then when you do a fight, like you land on a fight card, you actually zoom into the fight and you go into a 3D battlefield and it's Arkham style combat that's pretty good and yeah it's it's really a really weird unique game that is pretty phenomenal actually i really need to play that game mm-hmm. sounds cool uh battle chef brigade which uh, miranda sanchez wanted us to mention as well yeah it's basically iron chef mixed with a match three mixed Powerful with game. a fighting game yeah yeah uh, zach ryan reviewed that game he yeah. really liked it it's lovely they have they recently lovely a lot. <laughs> they recently published a battle chef brigade art book that has Ooh. actual recipes in the back that you can cook from oh yeah. man That's i need cool. to buy that not containing real monster parts though. no no mm. I mean, but you can. You can I mean, is a cow a monster? You. you know, like is a cow a monster? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wish we had a we had a real kitchen. I need here a long so weekend we could... to unpack that yeah. one. <laughs> you ever see a cow in real life? They're weird looking. I don't know. Oh That's no. True. What are you saying, Casey? I was just saying. Got... I wish we had a real kitchen in here so we could make uh, video game based foodstuffs and mm. expense it and then eat it. I agree. Yeah. Yep. And lastly, Flint took. I like this game a lot. Yeah. So those. (laughs) (laughs) I've never played it. We are out of opinions. We are fresh out of opinions. Thank Um, you for listening. That was a very long list. I hope it's helped some of you maybe narrow down or maybe just frustratingly expand your backlog of games. You're welcome. There are always too many games. These are just good ones to to maybe cast an eye back on. Yeah. Yeah. I actually added up the prices, and if you buy them all, don't. Said the man who owns 90% of them. (laughs) I don't own 90% of them. You might. This list, you might. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. You have some weird, you have some, you and I had a a talk about our our varying and differing Mm tastes in video games, but how we're still friends. Yeah. That's nice. I was thinking about it for Thanksgiving, actually. I was very Mm -hmm. appreciative of the fact that Brian and I have similar tastes, but we disagree on a few things, like fundamental things, like pretty hard. He likes card stuff. I'm not right. But even, even more than that, like, 
I love Hollow Knight. You dislike it for some specific but totally valid reasons, right? Dislike it. I well, just well, think you, other games n- are Not bad. into it as okay. much, yeah. Okay. But we agree on everything yeah, yeah. all the time. <laughs> the, the real overlooked Nintendo Switch games are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, I'm appreciative of people you having disagreements with people but not having it be like a fight. Just having, mm. like, you know, we yeah. just disagree about stuff. It's like That's a left good. and right Joy-Con. Yeah. They look similar, but they're a little bit different. And although sometimes one of us may drift, <laughs> we need to come together to play the Nintendo Switch, available now in stores. And Your some, parents help you with it. And sometimes you have to go away for a while to get fixed up. But uh, anyway. <laughs> wow. Let's take a turn. Tom's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> And now on to some news. Originally, the section said that there is no news. Is that news? But I found some news. So okay. <laughs> some very, very small news, including Link is coming to Super Mario Maker 2. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, yeah. cool. Did you guys get to, did you get to play that or see that at all? I saw it. I didn't play it. Uh, we had a demo <laughs> build in the office. Uh, Mark Medina got to check it out. He put up some video content for that. I walked by a uh, conference room. Uh, sneaky thing about here at IGN, all of our conference rooms are just like glass. And so every now and then people come by with new cool stuff that's a secret. And I walked by and I just kind of like was like Charlie Bucket in Willy Wonka and put my face against the glass and was like, what's going on? Yeah, and then everyone comes over to editorial. It's like, hey, there's Zelda in Mario Maker over there. And everyone's like, what? And everyone gets over and goes over and tries to like look into the room, even though it's super obvious and you can tell that everyone's trying to look. But that by the time everyone went over to look in the room, there's no more Zelda stuff on the screen. Yeah, it's interesting because it's I, uh, I this is I really really like Super Mario Maker and I feel like the conversation kind of stopped there because I'm not like a hardcore game designer and I'm not a great speedrunner and so I think that like the tool set that they provided players was amazing but then the conversation kind of quieted down when they stopped adding new content to it and even though there was always spaces for more stuff we didn't really see any anything else for a while and then they just put a whole bunch of new stuff in this game and it made me think like oh yeah it's like really hard to make a video game mm-hmm. like we're sitting here being like make a Game Boy v- uh, color palette version and it's like no they like to add like a like a moving spike in that game mm-hmm. is like a whole thing that has to be tested through a thousand different measures and for a million different things so I'm really happy this is here it gives people a reminder that this game came out if people bought a Switch on Black Friday or they're getting one for Christmas yeah. this is a sort of shot in the arm to you know or a kick in the ass to be like Mario made Maker 2 is a really good game and you should play it. Uh, and I'm also really excited to see what speedrunners do with this so I can watch those videos. Yeah. Well, this is so exciting too because two weeks ago we had that question block question mm-hmm. that was about how Super Mario Party and is it disappoint? Are you disappointed that they haven't done any DLC for it? And we brought up in that conversation like, yeah, and also Mario Maker hasn't gotten anything yet, mm-hmm. and that's also disappointing. And now we got new Mario Maker stuff. And yeah. it's so exciting. And it's, it was like the day the day after we talked about. Yeah, it. Like, <laughs> it's so quick like, after. It's also like it's super weird. It reminds me of something from like NES Remix mm-hmm. because like you can straight up control like it is like a it it, it looks like a ROM hack, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the be- like a professional legal. ROM ROM hack in the best way possible. Uh, you can play as Link and you can throw bombs and deflect things with a shield and do downward thrusts and you can shoot arrows in three different directions. Like it's it's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. This is a very bizarre thing to do, but it's like taking two of their most familiar IPs and kit bashing them together, mm-hmm. which is something we've seen happen a couple times over the last few years. And I really dig it. Like Link showed up in Mario Kart and uh, now we have this and I, I, then there's Smash Brothers obviously where they've been beating the crap out of each other for decades now so it's really cool I can envision like uh, this being an ongoing trend you know maybe an annual kind of thing like yep. mm. uh, 
pit, you know, yeah, would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, for a Mario Maker Two DLC kind of thing. I would Ice love climbers. any, Ice yeah, climbers. any yeah. kind of new Kid Icarus stuff would be great. There was um that uh, like promotional image for Super Mario Odyssey a couple years ago, mm-hmm. where on Mario's suitcase that was covered in stickers for all the, his travels, there was like a Hyrule logo, yeah. and it was like, are we? Are we, are we going to Hyrule? <laughs> Can I throw my hat at Link and become Maybe. the Link? Oh, <laughs> yeah, didn't happen, but still, I'm glad that these guys are hanging out. I am. I'm really. It's interesting because my initial reaction to this too was I'm a little disappointed. There's not like a full theme. It's mm-hmm. not full Zelda theme, right? But at the same time. The Zelda Master Sword power-up that Mario can get and you can put in the level that gives him all these abilities that Brian said is actually almost kind of cooler than just a theme. Yeah. Because it's yep. not just a visual thing. The the gameplay that we put up, this is fundamentally changing what you can do. And it's fundamentally creating new possibilities for levels and new yeah. possibilities for creators that just a theme or just like one or two new items mm-hmm. wouldn't really accomplish in the same way. The fact yeah. that you can shoot arrows diagonally right. is an ability Mario has never had. And it, it's, it's sort of like the 3D world stuff. It kind of breaks the language of this game right. in that it doesn't actually apply to all of the sort of color palette or, mm-hmm. you know, sort of game filters that, that are available. Like you can't, jump into 3D World as Link. That's not there. That doesn't exist. But this feels like a very tiny make good for the fact that the first game had amiibo costumes where you could play as like like a hundred different characters yeah and this one gutted that so yeah this is this is a a definite definite good step in the right direction for this for this game hope it keeps growing yeah and just really quickly, it's now been a year since Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has come out and it's also the 18 year anniversary of Melee wow wow I'm not still playing Melee, but I am still playing Smash Ultimate. People are still playing Melee. Yes, they are. It's still a tremendously popular game. I'm still using the same controller I used for Melee for (laughs) Ultimate. So, uh, is it the Wave Bird? Because that thing will outlive us. I I do still have a Wave Bird, and it still works perfectly. This is a weird tangent, but I was recently at Disneyland with um, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN and Jake Baldino from Game Ranks, and uh, we went on Splash Mountain, and I found out that there's an entire like meme culture around bringing things onto that ride and people have brought GameCubes, a like giant photo of a flat screen TV and then a bunch of GameCube controllers to pretend that they're playing Melee as they're doing the <laughs> yep. drop. That rules. That's amazing. Um, it, just, I'm just going to take a moment to shamelessly ask the community for help. My One of our original Smash Bros controllers, one of our original uh, GameCube controllers, I got it from my brother over the weekend uh, because it's busted and it's one of the ones that's purple on top and clear on the back or maybe it's the other way around. I can't remember, Uh, but it's not, it doesn't work anymore and I want to turn it into something and I don't know what to turn it into. Like maybe a little candy bowl or something. There's a, if anybody has any ideas for cool projects, turning a GameCube, yeah, like something like that. Tweet at me at Tom or Mark. There's a subreddit where people fill dead hardware with beans. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have I, you seen that? I'd like to do something a little more than that. No, but have you considered a bean controller? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Good point. Strong counter. I think you should get it, um, get it like gold plated and get a big thick chain and wear mm-hmm. it. But it has beans in the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. yeah, like a bean um, necklace. Yeah, do it. I'm gonna come back in a week and be like, yeah, I don't know. And then it's like, yeah, like a flavor like, flavor clock bean, full of beans, beans yeah. and yeah. screw it up. Well, no, because then you're just walking around and be like, you smell good. You guys smell beans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know if I want that to be my thing. Also, if you're hungry, you can just reach down and eat a bean. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. 
Don't do that. Don't do any of that. Casey's gone off the rails. It's, it's fine. Don't do it. So I know that we've asked this question many, many times before, but Bobby Blankenship on Facebook asked, who is your dream DLC fighter for Smash Bros? Because we're getting more. Mm. Uh, for me, it's still Sora. <laughs> uh, I think they've 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 satisfied a couple dreams. Like probably my dream would be Banjo mm-hmm. before they did Banjo. Uh, I think Sora from Kingdom Hearts is unlikely given their history with Cloud and sort of the iciness of Square Enix, seeming iciness, I should say. We don't know for sure. Um, But I think if they could get Sora in there with Disney characters... See, this is the thing. It's like, it's crazy unlikely. But Mm -hmm. if they could do that, it would be my total dream. Um, I've been talking about this on Podcast Beyond recently. I really want them to finally get some PlayStation exclusive character in there. Mm. So this is like Smash is a celebration of video games. It's a big party and everyone's invited and Sony PlayStation isn't. I mean, we've had characters that are sort of there, like Joker, Persona characters. Joker and Snake are the closest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, got, we have Cloud. Yeah. Cloud what? Cloud Cloud's is everywhere not, now, Cloud though. hasn't been on a Nintendo <laughs> console, though. Isn't Final Fantasy VII on Switch? But it is now. Oh, yeah, it is now. Yeah. Gosh. And phones and, <laughs> and phone. pacemakers. Okay, well, it used to be a PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. You kind of associate cloud with the PlayStation. Yeah. 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 But like like Brian said, there's they're almost, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Snake is a similar thing. Snake mm-hmm. is very strongly associated with PlayStation, mm-hmm. yeah. but isn't just an exclusive. I would love like Kratos or Nathan Drake or even Alloy or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Alloy would fit really well, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's... Um, I've, I mean, I used to like scoff at the idea of like uh, M-rated characters coming to Smash, but that clearly is not the case anymore. <laughs> so uh, now that that uh, floodgate has opened, I'm very interested in hoping to see maybe Resident Evil characters appear mm-hmm. on Smash. You know, Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield. I thought you were going to just say Mr. X. Mr. X, yeah. <laughs> oh, on. he'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great, yeah. Because uh, the rest of them really just use guns, Guns, right? yeah, but they're cool. In, so like, does Joker and <laughs> Snake. Right, there's the, a yeah, lot of gun wielders true. in Smash the, now. Yeah, the there best, are. The best Smash player in the world right now, MK Leo, says he wants Leon from Resident Evil to be in Smash. Yeah. Leon was Even though, like, there's a caveat, he said he probably wouldn't like playing as him, but mm-hmm. he wants him in there anyway. Resident Evil 4 Leon with the, with yeah. the jacket, yeah, and he yeah. does the backflip. If he does all the melee stuff, like the backflips and, and mm-hmm. kicks and stuff like that. Well, Leon was one of the ones we were... We were speculating-ish on mm-hmm. back uh, a while back because of the Resident Evil 4 connection. That mm-hmm. game is so associated with the GameCube, I feel like, in a yeah. really significant way. Yeah. 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 Uh, that or uh, Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. Yeah. Oh, man. Ooh, Travis yeah. is a good fit, too. Yeah. Suda has said like a hundred times that I he know. really wants that to they happen, just, too. Just let him do it. And they're doing three. They're I doing know. No More Heroes 3. I know. It's not like that uh, series has gone away. Know, maybe. I mean, there's so many characters. I mean, there's characters coming in and there's like so many possibilities. So who knows? We're prob- one of us is probably right. I yeah. really like the idea of Travis's down B being like he sits on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Casey, did you have one? Um, I, I kind of want, I want a, a hunter from... Monster Hunter with mm, with the clutch in? claw. Rathalos is already there. Yeah, exactly. Or, say or a feline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. that one. I mean, PlayStation exclusive. That would mm-hmm. be the one. Would you be cool with one of the stories ones of someone like riding a yes, Rathalos? Yes, I would be super down for that. Cool. I also really want a Monster Hunter Stories too on the Switch. Um, just throwing that out there. Can I? Um, can I real quick <laughs> do one more and cheat? Beautiful Joe will never okay. happen, but Beautiful Joe would fit into Smash so well. I want that dude to come back so bad. I, yeah. Beautiful Joe 1 and 2 are like some of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. They're and, so and they're just wild. gone, and no one talks about them anymore. They just vanished. Yeah. They're made by the same people who made uh, Okami, yep. Clover. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why, why did Okami come back but not Beautiful Joe? I don't know. Joe? 
I don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll never know. But we do know there's some games coming out this week. Yes. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> that aren't beautiful, Joe. I'm sorry. No. Um, including Farmer, Farming Simulator 20. Um, you say farming? Farming, farming simulator. simulator 20. I think That's not my, what I heard. My, what did I say? I what? heard farting simulator. <laughs> <laughs> In case you can't do it yourself. Um, That's when you can fill your controller with beans. That's the game you play. No, but Farming Simulator 20. Um, I first heard about Farming Simulator back in 2012, I think, and there was this meme going around where someone put Farming Simulator to the song Bangarang. And it was like, mm. it was just absolutely <laughs> stupid and ridiculous. And yep. I, was, I was interning at the future US offices, and I remember everyone just like sharing this video and like laughing and being stupid about it. This is one of those franchises that like, that prove I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because if you ask me like, when this first came out, like, oh, will this be a hit? I'd be like, no. And it's like tremendously popular. It's, People love these games. It's huge in Europe. Yep. Um, and I remember one of the funniest uh, press emails I got was the announcement of a uh, farming simulator esports league uh, where they do competitive uh, virtual haystacking. Mm-hmm. You know, so just amazing. Yeah. So the real life practice of haystacking but in farming simulator turned into a competition 1v1 it's insane i love it incredible yeah farming simulator along with stuff like euro truck simulator and Mm -hmm. american truck simulator and all those simulator games are the types of games i'm not interested in but also will i'm not going to yuck anyone's yum if you're into those games awesome now they're now 20s on switch Mm -hmm. but otherwise i'm like yeah okay cool this is, the, oh man. So I wrote an article about Farming Simulator <laughs> back in 2016. Um, <laughs> but it was because, so there was a bunch of uh, like hubbub about Fallout 4 and Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim uh, not having mods on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And then Farming Simulator came out, uh, Farming Simulator 17 came out. I was like, we'll support mods like immediately <laughs> right after. And Ow. I just thought it was funny. And they actually let me embed, CG Magazine let me embed the farming simulator mad skill no plow 360 crop rotation video into the article so if you guys want to read about farming simulator go do that it's called day saved farming simulator 17 will support ps4 mods day saved (laughs) that's very good um also coming out (laughs) this week is earth night on the third i don't know anything about this game earth night's a really cool weird game that i've only played a little bit of so i don't know its lasting power uh this originally got launched i think on apple arcade and just came out on switch and pc and it's a roguelite it's one of those roguelikes where you do runs and when you lose you restart but you've unlocked new things for the next runs uh where you are skydiving from a spaceship falling towards the earth and their sky is full of space dragons, like long kind of ancient. You're making this like, up? No, 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 no. He's no. making like, this like, up. Like, no, they're like the, like the long type of dragon, right? Like serpent type dragons. And there's all different color of space dragons. And you land on a dragon and you have to guide yourself skydiving. And when you land on a dragon, it turns into an endless runner side scroller game where you have to bounce on monsters heads and collect all this treasure on the back of the dragon. And when you get to its head, you have to kill it Shadow of the Colossus style. And then you like take a tooth from it, which gets you new resources, and then you jump off of its dead body and land on another dragon, and you get as close to the earth as you can while This is just dragons. space monster hunter. Yeah, Matt, I, th- I'm into I think it. you're right. I think you made that up. <laughs> I don't believe you. Awesome. No, that sounds like when I used to have to do book reports based on books I read. 
Of Mice and Men is a book about a man who is also a mouse. And who wouldn't be a mouse? They're such great animals. Thank you for watching. See you guys soon. I'll be back in summer school. It's No, it's really cool. Earth Night is a really neat game. One of the things that you might appreciate actually about it, uh, just to call it out, Brian, uh, every song in the game, I think, is available in both like instrumental, actual uh, instruments and then chiptune. Oh, that's and awesome. And you can set in the menu whether you want to hear the chiptune version, the instrumental version, or randomly pick as you're playing. And the music's super good, so it constantly f- like goes in and out as you ride dragons until mm. you murder them. That it's sounds like wild. a really cool feature that you definitely just made up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is no, Tom no, it's telling real. the truth? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tune back in next week to find out. <laughs> Or just Google it, Earth Night. But neat. Tom did talk about, uh, you talked about Tools Up yeah. earlier. Tools Up just came out also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I want to play this one. I haven't played it yet either. It's got local co-op for up to four players. It's got decent reviews so far on Steam. Uh, not amazing, but it's, if you are a fan of Overcooked, it's one to look at for sure. Okay. So and it's then, another one of those Overcooked genres. Yeah, it's it, it, the way I described it earlier was Overcooked, but like house renovation instead okay. of cooking. I'm terrified to play this one at home because I tried to hang a picture in my apartment with my wife recently, yeah. and I had like the level and the nail and the hammer, and she was just holding the picture, and then she just let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... She doesn't, that doesn't sound like it's a like, team what player. happened? She was like, was I supposed to hold that? And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I had everything else! <laughs> I'm, so it just sounds like you guys need practice. Yeah, Tools we'll out. practice here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also coming out this week is Alien Isolation um, out on the 5th for $35. It was originally for the PS3, the PS4, the 360, the Xbox One, and the PC uh, in October 2014. That terrible time period where everything, everything was, was in between five systems. Yeah. Oh no, we're about to get back into that. Oh yeah. no. Um, I can't I, wait. I I I adore the atmosphere of this game, mm-hmm. and I think the gameplay really... It has a lot going for it, but it's about 10 hours too long. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to say because a lot of people are like, when I buy a game, I want it to be long. I want it to have value. Right. But uh, brevity, brevity is the soul of the wit. And I think also like this is longer than every Alien movie combined almost ever, yeah. which is a long, it's a long time. And it kind of loses its way mm-hmm. towards the end and kind of, you know, swings back a little bit. But it's a really cool kind of like sneaky survival horror. You spend a lot of time hiding behind things and holding your breath in lockers while a giant creeping xenomorph oh, yeah. walks by and breathes. Super creepy. I haven't played it on Switch yet, but Digital Foundry said some good stuff about it, right, Casey? Yeah, so I was just Googling this before the show just mm-hmm. to see what other people have said about it. And Digital Foundry put out a YouTube video with the headline, Alien Isolation Switch review image quality is better than PS4. Huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I haven't played it, but I watched their video. It's very comprehensive. If you guys want to check that out is for a comprehensive uh, graphics comparison. Yeah, the yeah. Folk, yeah. the Focus Digital Foundry do real good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like if this was a little bit cheaper, I might double dip on it because um, I know I have it. I have it digitally on and a disc somewhere at yeah, home. But, yeah. you know, Nintendo Switch is where you make purchasing decisions that you shouldn't. So because you'll always have your switch with you. So yeah, exactly. You can't say the same exactly. thing about your other consoles. Um, yeah. I'll also say I haven't played it myself, but, uh, I know there are other people, th- this, the, the opinions on this game were pretty split. Like there were people who really loved it. And there yeah. were people who like you thought that it kind of was just too long and dragged. And weirdly enough, the split was kind of regional. A lot of mm. people in the UK, really loved this game whereas people in the u.s didn't like were a little softer on it Hmm. so i I don't know what that means for how you listening might 
like it. But yeah, the, there were people who were really into this game. One uh, thing. Yeah. One th- sorry. No, go for it. Uh, one thing that certainly didn't help the length was the loading times for that game. Uh, oh. Yeah. Being just so long, especially mm. on the PS3. And the PS4 version kind of helped it, but like not by a whole lot. So I'm kind of curious what that might look like on the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Alien, and I think they did a really good job of, of nailing a lot of the sort of ship interiors, yeah. graphic design, the UI is stunning, mm-hmm. costumes, all that kind of stuff. And the Xenomorph is, like, genuinely scary. Yeah. I, but, think, I think without a doubt, if you're an Alien fan, this is the best video game representation or sort of homage or whatever yeah. you want to call it to that the original film as you're ever going to see. Yeah. It is really wonderful what they did in terms of replicating that. Mm-hmm. And it's much better than Colonial Marines. <laughs> yes. That alien is whip smart, by the way. My favorite uh, alien isolation memory is I had to like sneak past the alien a bunch of times and I kept getting got because he would just like appear in front of me. And so you would just see him like grab you by the shoulder and like knock you down. Right? Yeah. But then one time I like ran past it and I thought I escaped. And then all of a sudden my camera fell down to the ground because the alien grabbed my character by the foot oh. and started dragging me backwards. And you can all see that in first person uh, from your camera's perspective. Yeah. And it's great. So that sounds that rules. very spooky. Um, <clears throat> also spooky is Big Pharma out oh. on uh, December 5th. <laughs> Is that spooky? I don't know what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> big Pharma is a... Uh, the concept of Big Pharma yeah, like in our world like is... Real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah real it's, life. Uh, big Pharma. Yeah. This is a hard one to explain. It's like a factory conveyor belt builder game, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So you are you run a pharma corporation making pills, and you have to manage this like factory lines where you say, okay, I'm going to take the ingredients and build a conveyor belt to put it into this type of machine, which converts it into that, and then do this, and you try to make a profit. Mm. Um, and then you can unlock new research, new machines, and there's a whole little campaign for it. Uh, it's a it's a really fun, if, if you know the type of game I'm talking about, those sort of uh, assembly line style management games, yeah. it's a really good one for that. Brian doesn't seem convinced. Well, mm. If you're that. not into that type it, of game, you're No, it has angry. nothing to do with the gameplay at all. It's just... I think uh, Big Pharma has a reputation at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the concept oh, of, it's, like, it's, it making, is, a pro- making a profit off of, like, cancer medicine or something yeah. is gross. Yes, and the game, it, it is aware of that. It does that sort of, like, it, it involves that in its themes of of price versus humanitarianism, and, like, mm. it, it addresses that stuff. That's, so it's sort of like Papers, Please. Uh, so it's it, not as explicitly trying to make a point. So it's exactly like Papers, <laughs> No. So will, will you be? Can, will it let you be evil? Yeah, you can jack up the prices, but then but the market there any will sort of yeah, yeah. Like you, uh, you, the market will sort of respond. There are other companies in the game that'll undercut you. Um, and your switch will wake you up constantly so that you can't sleep at night. <laughs> Side effects may include. <laughs> no. Yeah. Also coming out this week is Assassin's Creed: The Rebel Collection, which includes Black Frat. Black Flag, <laughs> Black Flag, Rogue, and all past DLC for them. I know Black Flag is a very popular Assassin's Creed here in the office because yeah. it's basically a pirate simulator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's generally considered one of the best ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't played these on Switch yet, so I hope they're good because be the some of the Assassin's Creed ports on Switch have been kind been of played. hit or miss. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed by the uh, three port. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is kind of. Surprising because three is a last gen game, so yeah. yep. I was a little mm-hmm. surprised by the way that turned out. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how uh, Black Flag runs because yeah. that that was a really good game. It was also really pretty. Yeah, yeah. So. And and Rogue was essentially just more Black Flag yeah. but worse. I think people like Rogue. <laughs> it, I thought it. Was, I I don't remember the way the the the. the mm. 
kind of public opinion fell but black flag is considered one of the best ones and rogue was sort of just like an excuse to keep using their pirate engine right it was just like more in a different tale i think rogue is a great x-man i might and like not to (laughs) i agree with that not to you know uh like turn people off from it or anything like that but i might wait to see how it looks running before picking it up totally because it looks really good and i would recommend like a console or pc version uh for like the full visual effect of it yeah other console nintendo switch is still console yeah right whoops <laughs> um tom i know you only have a few more minutes i do would you rather do some question block or talk about things that we're playing uh i have to run but okay. i so i'll real quickly mention what i'm playing mm-hmm. uh so I'm, I'm still playing pokemon i'm not i'm at the four i have fourth badge i just got mm-hmm. the fourth badge uh, i'm still very very much enjoying that game um, the other thing I wanted to shout out real quick is I finally, finally, finally started Astral Chain, which I was really hyped to play when it first came out and just didn't find the time and didn't manage to do it. And I finally started it this weekend and oh man, that game is wild and cool. It is. Did you get a physical copy? Sorry? Did you get a physical copy? No. Try <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy to me that the opening of this game is a wild anime cutscene about cyber demons into a wild anime intro with a vocal song like an anime. Yeah. And then it just, the first time you have control over the game, it's like a five to 10 minutes of that intro. And it immediately gives you control. You are in motion on a motorcycle that has guns on it, shooting demons in a tunnel. And you're like, what's going on? Like it just <laughs> throws you into it. I love the style. I, I sort of honestly forgot what platinum looks like Mm -hmm. firing on all cylinders with a huge budget like they they know how to make great great games when they really really buckle down and do it have you played near uh yes okay yeah but near is different near near is a wonderful game but you know what i mean like near is doing something a little different than than just like a straight platinum but that thing of like the sort of intro where you're kind of on rails shooting Mm. that's like a near uh, that's like a platinum hallmark they did it with near and they did it with uh uh, Astral Chain. I think they did it with a Bayonetta. I th- well, sort of where you're kind of like on a platform and the opening kind of mm-hmm. ties into gameplay. Anyways, that's just... I, I don't remember for Bayonetta, but yeah, you're definitely yeah. right that they're they're good at that. They're good yeah. at throwing you into a world and just getting you hooked right away. So I'm I'm super, super hyped to to finally be playing that and to go back and, and see if... Uh, or to keep playing more of it as the holidays come. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have to run. Okay. So long, everyone. Bye, Bye. Tom. Bye, Tom. Man, I, I really wanted to get to these question block questions. They're so good. We also have so many of them this week. We can do them. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, give a shout out to a game I'm playing very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, th- I'm playing a game called Bubble Bobble for Friends. <laughs> oh, wait. You got you got it on the European account. Yes. Okay. That was a big pain. I'm so sorry. Um, so uh, if you live in Europe and you love Star Wars and you have to wait a long time to watch The Mandalorian, I'm sorry. I understand why you're pirating it. It doesn't come out in your country and Disney Plus for a long time and you probably really want to watch it. Also, the official accounts are spoiling it everywhere and that sucks and I get it because we have every episode every Friday here in America because it's uh, cool, great. Usually games uh, come to America first or they they used to come to Japan first. Mm -hmm. It's very rare where a game comes to Europe first and then not to America for a very long time. I'm a big old school Bubble Bobble fan. I love Bubble Bobble. Yeah, me too. I think I've told Bubble Bobble was the first game I actually wrote about 
ever. Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was like one of my favorite co-op games growing up. Like me and my brothers would play. We'd invite friends over. We had it for the NES. Um, so when I found out Bubble Bobble was coming to Switch, I'm like, I'm all over this. It contains the original arcade game and then like a brand new co-op game with like new graphics, bosses, new power-ups. You can like upgrade your like secondary weapons, all this like stuff that's never been there before. Um, the thing is, it's out now in Europe and doesn't come to America until like January, February. Yeah. And I could wait but I couldn't wait. So I was like, let me figure out how to get this. And it was like $35, which is like basically the only way to get that was to buy European eShop points because mm-hmm. I couldn't use an American credit card on my European account that I have on Switch so I can access the eShop. Couldn't use a PayPal account because that has to be based in the country of origin that you live in. And for me, that's America. So I had to go to a site called CD Keys and buy a bunch of points cards Mm -hmm. and redeem them through the European eShop. The problem is you can only buy those in like 10 or like 15, 30 and $50 increments. And I needed to spend 35. (laughs) And so I bought I bought, I think, a $30 one and a $15 one, and I redeemed the $15 one, and the $30 one didn't work. So I emailed CD Keys, and after like five days of going back and forth, they refunded me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I bought two $15 ones and redeemed them. So I spent 45 <laughs> European dollars to play this game based on a hope and a wish from like 20 years ago when I was a kid. And I am here to say that it's a really fun game, and Aww. I really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to play it. Yeah, <laughs> just wait until January. Don't do what I did. I will just wait. Yeah, Matt, is there any game you want to give a shout out to? Uh, no, I bought the Hotline Miami collection during nice. the Switch holiday sale. Yes. I, I've played those games before, but I wanted them on the Switch, and they were half off, so it was a really good steal for both of those games. Where did you play them last? I last played it on PC. Okay, because I yep. played those games on Vita, Yeah, and something about playing them on handheld mm-hmm. is awesome. Yep. Because you can sort of like... You can like watch TV at the same time and like mm. die a billion times, keep restarting, and not feel like you're super frustrated yeah, doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have those games on Switch as well, and they're mm. really, really good. Yep, I'm having a great time. I kind of wish it was a physical edition only because that little logo art for the collection is so good, mm-hmm. and I wish it, like they just printed it out on a box and just give it to me because I want it. Yep. But, you know. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hotline Miami. I'm sure you've heard of it by now, so it's a really good game. It's good on Switch, so you know. Top-down, very twitchy murder yeah, murder game murder where you game. kind of break into nightclubs and other nefarious places yeah, wearing yeah. animal masks and kill people. It came out around the same time as the movie Drive, and so there was a lot of comparisons between the two. But I think as time moves on, you can be like, oh, they're separate things. Yep. Now I wanted to move on to question block. Let's do it. And I know that you guys weren't here. You weren't the ones to be giving me crap about turnips, but I need to bring this up anyway. And <laughs> I hope about turnips. So the last couple of weeks, you know, we're coming up to Thanksgiving and we're asked like, what are you, what food are you looking forward to eating for Thanksgiving? And I say turnips and then Pear and Zach and everyone just gives me a whole bunch of crap because they're like, how can you like turnips? Like who eats turnips? Well, I'll have everyone know that when I went to the grocery store last week Mm -hmm. after our episode filmed on Wednesday, they were sold out of turnips because that's just how popular they are. For Thanksgiving. Do you think it was maybe because they only had two turnips? <laughs> no, they usually have an, an overabundance of turnips. It's usually never difficult to buy turnips at the grocery store. I have I have heard stories of people eating turnips for Thanksgiving. And I will say, having known you for a few years now and know, knowing that you're from Florida, almost nothing you can say will surprise me. That's exactly what parents Zach yeah. said. They're like, this must be a Florida thing. It's not a Florida thing. It's an everywhere thing. Okay. People eat turnips. People have contacted me on Twitter to support my turnip eating. I would, I would do, I would, I would eat them. Uh, I, I would eat almost anything, especially like every and all vegetables. I like, I'll eat them. I'm not like, you know, a baby about any of that stuff. Um, have you ever had celery root? 
No. Like at a restaurant? No, I haven't. So it's basically a gigantic turnip that they salt the outside of, and it's, it almost comes out like this gigantic yellow bulb. Mm-hmm. And they salt it and roast it, and you take like a big knife and cut it into slices. Yeah. And it's bizarre, but it's delicious. And I had it like at a, at a fancy restaurant in New York City, and I was like, that's one of the most insane things I've ever eaten. If I ever see it, I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to try it. Do you mash the turnips? Yeah, I mash the turnips. I had to settle oh, for a rutabaga this mm. year because the turnips were, were there were no turnips. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm going to admit something here. I just had to Google image search what a turnip was. Not, <laughs> not because I didn't know what a turnip was, but like only because I eat them so infrequently that I just kind of forgot what they look like. Yeah. You know? Like I just had to. You don't play Animal Crossing? Casey, oh, yeah. see, you know what? Turnips are a big, there's this entire stock market centered around turnips and Animal like, Crossing. I kind of mistake those for beets, but I don't know if there's a difference. Yeah, there's a, there's a big difference. Beets are red. Oh. It's what they used to. Beets, beets are red and so is everything yeah. after, <laughs> after beets. So, yeah. <laughs> it stains everything. Yeah, sometimes you'll be like, what happened? And then you'll have to remind yourself. Are turnips the little pickle stuff that they give you at Taquerias? The little sliced? Are those, those are radishes. Those are radishes. Oh, radishes. Okay. Yeah. Radishes Which are sort are of like turnips' cousin. Maybe that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Maybe turnips I'm thinking radish. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, vegetables, right? They're weird. But vegetables. Delicious. I kind of want to eat these what, now. What vegetables does Peach throw at people in Super Mario 2? A radish. Oh, A yeah. daikon yeah. radish, right? That is a daikon right. radish. Yeah. Is that a turnip? No. Next week on Turn the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, some of you did write it to NBC at IGN.com, our email address, to tell us about your turnips. Um, from Evan Froda. He says, my mom makes a separate batch of turnips for my grandfather whenever he's over for dinner. And, like, they're fine. Turnips aren't bad by any means. But Casey is now my grandfather. <laughs> I like that his review is, they're fine? Yeah. They're all right. I, I, that's really funny. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. This one is from (laughs) Josh Tarpley, and he says, turnips are a real thing at Thanksgiving. I have spoken. Thank Mm. you for your uh, affirmation. And Mandalorian reference. Yeah. (laughs) And this one is from Dan Powers, who has an actual question block along with his turnip commentary. Uh, He says, first time writing in, but I listened to the last podcast after Thanksgiving, and someone in my family actually brought mashed turnips during our meal. First time I've ever had them. And let me tell you, they were great. Far better than mashed potatoes. Perhaps that's because they were mixed with bacon and cheese, Mm. but still delicious. That's cheating. Was it more the bacon and cheese? Yeah, those guys are doing some heavy lifting in that one. I also had had, um, cauliflower mac and cheese. That's really good. But it's bacon and cheese with cauliflower. I I had like a debate with my wife over that once, because she made cauliflower mac and cheese for my kid and I, I ate it and I was like, this is amazing. And she's like, yeah, it's like half cauliflower uh, and then half cheese. And I'm like, <laughs> it's that's just regular mac and cheese with cauliflower. When you're, when you're on keto, it's all you eat. Yeah. Just cauliflower. Have you mac had and mashed cheese. cauliflower? Yes. Yeah, that's really good too. You mm-hmm. can do it in like a slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Real, uh, yeah. Here it is. Hot take. Cauliflower better than broccoli. <gasps> that is a hot take. Yeah. I don't know. When, mm. when it's covered in cheese and bacon, yes. Mm. Broccolini better than broccoli. Yes, that I agree with. Mm-hmm. We're making progress here today. Vegetable voice chat. But uh, <laughs> anyways, thanks for the insight and entertainment every week. I had a thought. I've put so much time into Fire Emblem this year, over 200 hours, and I would play it late into the night before going to sleep. I played it so much that I would even have continuing dreams about it. Oh my God. Have you ever played a game so much and been so immersed that it takes it just overtakes your waking and non-waking thoughts? There was, thanks and keep up the good work. There was legit a thing in the 90s called like Tetrisitis, right. or, where people would play Tetris so often that they would see those blocks everywhere. A thing that I had that was really bad was I played a lot of GoldenEye back in the day and a big thing in that game is shooting out security cameras so that they don't see you and so I would go everywhere and want to do that like and that's not a good thing to want to do like you'd be like at the bank and you look up and you see a security camera and you'd be like gotta get rid of that yeah if I had a gun with a silencer I would shoot that right now like that's a bad yeah bad habit to have 
I never shot them though. Uh, I've definitely remember having dreams related to video games like of this nature, but I barely remember any of my dreams, so I couldn't tell you specifically what it was I was dreaming about. But I definitely remember waking up in the morning thinking to myself, oh, that was a weird video game dream, and then just moving on with my life. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time remembering my dreams. That's just that's a me thing. I have very vivid, memorable dreams. Mm, and, same. you know, actually most recently, so Sunday I was sick and I played Fire Emblem for seven hours straight and then try to sleep. Um, and I remember dreaming and it turned into the tactical view of the camera. And I immediately woke up because it's like my dream, my brain was like, this does not work in dream function. Like, because it was like trying to move your units like you do in the actual game. Oh. And that just doesn't, that doesn't work really well in dreams. Right. But um, I've had another dream when I was playing Skyrim a lot. And one of the, my biggest problems in Skyrim was aiming at a door properly. And like, you know, like, cause you <laughs> right. have to, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to aim really specifically at small items mm-hmm. and at door handles to open them and yeah, things. Yeah, that small invisible reticle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I had a dream that it was dark out and there was a cabin and I needed a key to open the cabin and a horde of zombies was coming. Uh-oh. And I had the Skyrim <laughs> first person view where I couldn't aim at the key that was on the ground and I didn't realize I didn't have the key until after I'd gone to the door and I had the whole situation where I was trying to aim at the door (laughs) and I couldn't do it and then I I guess I woke up and I couldn't pick up the key well that was one of my video game dreams um do you guys have time for more yeah let's do it yeah yeah let's do it we're gonna have a big question block episode I'm I'm avoiding going back to capture uh fossils in Pokemon Mm -hmm. um This one is from Adam A. Uh, Hello, talkers. My partner and I played a lot of Smash Ultimate together, and I've been joking about using the ridiculous opening theme as our wedding song. I also have a short list of Zelda songs. I might slip the pianist for the ceremony. What video game song would you choose for your wedding or other big event? Thanks. Um, I... I'm married, so I had I had I had this chance already. Mm. Uh, I didn't pick a video game song, but I did pick... um, well, first of all, for our engagement party, we had Mario and Peach toppers on our cake, which is like a very subtle thing. Yeah. But also, I picked um, "Reunited" by Wu Tang nice. for my uh, like sort of wedding song, which uh, we I found sheet music for somehow that we gave to a harpist and a celloist, and they played it like right when we said "I do," and that was really cool. I um, what was it? I I not moderated. What's the word for where you MC ha- handle a wedding? I guess MC. No, there's like a handle the wedding. You're Usher. Like, no, you're the guy that does the you know. DJ? I know. Oh, oh no, DJ. no, no, uh, the officiant. Offici- oh. Yeah, officiated. God, that was hard for us. Um, I officiated Max Max Scoville's wedding, and he had uh, like an Evangelion song came on, um, so that was cool. But no, no, I've never had video game stuff. Have you? Uh, well, I'm probably like the furthest away from getting married, uh, but never I, say never. Yeah, right. You know, hey, I'm you know my heart's open, right? Mm-hmm. No, uh, but I don't know if you guys saw, but there's like they do Final Fantasy themed weddings in Japan. Like you can pay oh. an outrageous amount of money uh, to have your wedding look identical to the fictional wedding ceremony from Final Fantasy 14. The, yeah, the yep. eternal bond, the eternal bond ceremony. I did that you in did? the game oh, okay. with yeah. my partner. Yeah. yeah the so, weddings take 140 hours and usually happen five years after. They're right. Supposed to. Well, you can do that in real life in Japan and they'll give you like 
a prop weapon that's identical to the one that your character wields in Final Fantasy XIV. Wow. And you get a, a Square Enix cake. and I had I, no idea. Yeah, well, can, you know, this is it. This is what you got. You have a wedding coming you up. You got a wedding coming up. This you, have is time, it. you have time to pivot. Yeah, this is great because then we get to go to Japan. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's like... No, they also have official Pokemon weddings right. too. But the eternal bonding ceremony, yeah. man, that was a a process in the game. Yeah, we like you have to send out invitations, and your friends have to actually show up at a certain time, mm-hmm. and you pick your music and your colors, and you can pay more to have better like themes. Oh, and then wow. you have to go on an internal bonding quest with your partner to earn a ring that lets you teleport to them anywhere in the game. Oh, so you've technically already planned yeah. a wedding. Yeah, I've right. already I've already gotten married. I think Sweet. the biggest hurdle for the real life one is just the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um No, I'm going to be I'm going to be So when when we got married in the game, I think that was like 20 summer of 2016, and I was actually hoping that my partner would propose to me during our uh, in-game marriage, and he uh, didn't. He didn't do mm. that, obviously, because he flubbed it. He did. He super flubbed <laughs> it. But it's okay. I forgive him. Are you glad now, in in hindsight, that he waited for a moment that wasn't during that moment? <laughs> you don't have to answer. <laughs> <laughs> My look spoke <so> silence. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Final Fantasy fourteen music would probably make good wedding music. It would. I agree. I actually, yeah. so I'm glad that I actually have a list of potential wedding songs in oh. my like. Oh wow! That I've been because. So did you guys know that there are four songs that you choose for a wedding, or that you can? I had no idea. There's a prelude that you play while your people are waiting for you to go down the aisle. There's the processional for your bridesmaids and your people but isn't that and always, then there's, isn't that one always the same song yeah so some so well sometimes people just play music waiting mm. and then music starts to signify that people are going down the aisle now like load screen music yeah right. load screen music yeah. and then there's the bridal procession yeah. and then there's the recessional which is like you can when, kiss the bride hooray. yeah and then you leave yeah mm. and then there's also interludes there's like a whole there are very many songs that you can choose if you can't decide just one so, yeah, I put a, a lot of thought in this. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I think you should pick, like, songs from Mario, and then if it takes a long time, do the versions of them when there's, like, uh, it's sped up. dying, yeah, yeah. you have to speed it Yeah, and you have to get to the end quicker. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I was joking. Don't do that. No, do that. <laughs> and, like, when you're <laughs> leaving the aisle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Please <laughs> <leave>. <laughs> the Sonic, you're drowning music. <laughs> Walk, walk. <laughs> I was going to make a really mean wedding joke, but I just, I, I won't do it. Mm. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You can save it for after the show. After the show. Yes. Well, hey, thank you everyone so much for writing in. And Brian and Matt, thank you so much for joining me on NBC this week. Where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me at Agent Bizzle on Twitter and Brian Altano at Instagram. Mm, uh, you can find me at Law of TD on Twitter and I think the same on Instagram. Matt, what does that mean? It's a whole thing. It's a Simpsons reference. Is I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's a okay. Simpsons reference, and I made it when I was younger and kind of a kind of an idiot. So actually, it doesn't make sense in hindsight. But I can't change it now because I'm verified on Twitter, and like they won't let you change it or else you lose a thing. Anyways, it's like a thing. It's a Simpsons reference. It, that's I'll stop at that. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you so much for watching. Remember, you can watch NBC or listen to NBC on your favorite favorite podcasting platform like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or IGN.com or YouTube.com. That's about it. Yeah. You can Leave see us, us a next review week. somewhere. Yeah, on uh, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for watching. Remember, this is the only place you can get the thing. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.